You're listening to Hot Sauce Sports. All right, we're back. Episode two of Hot Sauce Sports here on a very cold, cold, cold day. We won't tell you if we're doing this daytime or nighttime or morning or in the middle of the night, but it is Hot Sauce Sports, so we are keeping ourselves warm as Terry Tam is uh, fiddling with his wires. Are you okay now, Terry? I can't hear anything. You Perfect. shouldn't be doing that in public. So I'm not going to be able to hear. It's like a Dave Chappelle uh, skit yeah. when he couldn't hear his headphones. All right, PC Del Rizzi, a.k.a. Paulo Del Rocca, Terry Tam, Mo Khan here, Eagle in the Nest, along with our sideshow Bob and David Duke Del Rocca. Hi. Good evening. How are you today? How's it going, folks? As everyone fiddles with their headsets, are you guys okay now? Are we no, ready to go? No, I'm not. Terry's got no heads. All right, so Terry, you're out of the show then. It's like in and out. All right. Perfect. <laughs> All right, thanks again, Terry. Just take those uh, puffs with you. All right, so we are week two, gentlemen, and uh, a lot has transpired. Yeah, like so in the, the world of darts is normally free of controversy, but this week... There was at the Grand Slam of Darts. Where? In England? Uh, it was in uh, between... Well, I'm not sure where it was, but it was between Scotland's Gary Anderson and Denmark's Wesley Harms. Uh, they were accusing each other of non-stop farting. So the issue was... Non-stop uh, farting? Non-stop farting. And Wes Harms was saying it takes him two nights to get the smell of farts out of his nose. <laughs> so, very refined palate. I was wondering, like... So, like, that, that's a super embarrassing thing for whoever was farting. Like, he doesn't... They clearly don't want to, to admit it. So I was like, it'd be cool to go around the table and be like, what was horrifically embarrassing for you? I remember one time as a kid, my dad bought me an ice cream in, inside of a mall. And I was like so happy that he bought me this treat, right? And then the, there was this giant ball of ice cream on top and it fell to the ground instantly. And I didn't want my dad to know. So I then picked it up. And I, I saw a couple, a young couple, see me pick up the ball of ice cream from the ground, place it back on my cone and eat it like nothing had transpired. What the, the fuck? The look of horror... From these Man, people. Man, we should blood test PZ and see do you guys, okay. Do you guys have anything like that? No, you guys no. have anything as awful no. as farting at a darts tournament or eating ice cream off the ground? I, I'm Gary, curious to know if you can throw stuff. a dart and I fart. No, can no, you throw a dart and fart? That's my whole question for everyone out there. Can you throw a dart and fart at the same time? Yeah. Well, it probably gives you like a like an additional... Well, uh, it changes the, the trajectory of the, of the throw, right? Because you let so out I've, gas and ripples your snake. I've ripped some pretty big ass in my life in, in the term of farting. And... Uh, it's bad. Like, it's really bad. But I know one guy who can literally clear a football field. And it's it's bad. When it, it, Some people are just dead on the inside. That's because they haven't e- they taken nah, the nah. deuce yet. And that's nah, why nah. it builds up. It's not so. so but the thing is, is like, aren't you worried, though? If you're, if you're actually throwing the darts and cutting loose the entire time, aren't you worrying that, oh, I'm going to shit myself immediately? Because, like, Perhaps. when you're doing something else, like the action of throwing a dart, your body's pretty free, right? Yeah, I guess. I sure. I would be terrified. <laughs> All right, so today's show, we'll uh, have our headlines. Of course, we'll have our guest of the week from TSN's uh, coverage of the CFL, of course, in various sports. Matthew Shinetti will join us in a bit, and we'll talk to him about uh, a few things, including fashion, why is the CFL even relevant in the North American landscape, if, you, if it even attracts the younger demographics, the whole nine with him. And we'll get to uh, sauce against the humanity as well, I hope, uh, Duke. We are going to be doing um, hot sauce bets tonight. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So we'll have that as well. Also, can I just say, it's kind of weak to complain about a compo- uh, an opponent farting, right? Yeah. It's pretty You're weak. Soft. You're soft. Yeah, but think about the NFL. <laughs> Yo, we got checked. Hold, hold on here. Think about Two the NFL. Nights. Think about the NFL, though, guys, right? And in a, in a fumble where it's a dark, dark place. Tell you, you've been in a few of those. Uh, I've been in a few dark places. Guys have, 
urinated on themselves, have done yeah. some sort of number two formation on their pants. Yeah. They've done... Two for, uh, what is the number two formation? Well, well, you know, whatever formation you want to use in the two. But they've done some crazy things to themselves yeah. before a football game. So just imagine what it's like to be in that dark hole with perhaps urine or the other thing on you. Dropping the pro set, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nobody's going to want to touch it. You. you get the ball all the time. Yeah. So anyway, it is now time <laughs> for... Hey, it's on time. This Tim Hortons is great. So strong. Strong coffee. Very strong coffee, I assume, guys. That's what that triple should, uh, shot of they, they lattes. Should they you, should. You can't drink this stuff. I can't. No, I will not. Uh, all right, guys. Let's dive into it. Headline number one, investing in futures. So on Monday night, we had Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff uh, go off like it was NFL Blitz with 5,000 yards passing between the two of them and a 54-51 victory by the LA Rams over the Kansas City Chiefs. Put into perspective... Nathan Peterman, his career, three TDs, 12 INTs, 585 yards. In one game alone, Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff almost surpassed the total yards and killed him the touchdown. You, the you know what's the best thing about Nathan Peterman, other than the fact that he should win Defensive Player of the Year? <laughs> he, he actually threw three interceptions in the last game, and his, in, his uh, touchdown interception uh, ratio actually improved. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of amazing. That's kind of amazing. So let's talk about some real quarterbacks in Jared <laughs> right, Goff fair. and and Pat Mahomes. So whoa, in this whoa, game, whoa, guys, whoa. Nathan Peterman's a real quarterback. Not anymore. He's not employed by an NFL. <laughs> no, he might be going to the Lions. Who knows? But let's talk about oh, these yeah, two what? teams here, and f- most importantly, the fact they put on a show of uh, 105 points. Uh, people are, were wow and unbelievable fireworks. Was this good football to watch, or are you missing a defensive concept that would have been a little bit more fun to have? I think I think it was I think it was amazing football to watch because you saw defensive plays and defensive scores. It wasn't just the offense gets the ball, scores a touchdown. You know, Aaron Donald was able to to do a lot of damage as well, and you saw the big plays happen from that side. So I mean, I love I love the fact, but you do lose a little bit of defense, I guess. But at the end of the day, fuck, who gives a shit really? Listen, as long as there's as long as they're scoring and. Our def- and, and defense is still making plays? Fuck it. Just a reminder, there were uh, three defensive touchdowns. There you go. Yeah. Two by the Rams, I believe. Yeah. And one by the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Correct. Alan Bailey had the, the fumble. And uh, Aaron Donald, and I don't know what the other one was. Seven turnovers. There you go. But this That's is, crazy. This is the speed of the game adapting. It's, it's not just, oh, it's all offense. It's, it's how many plays get run. And the amazing thing is, while you're, you know, a fan of some teams that literally take 14, like like, like the Dolphins against the Packers a couple of weeks ago, Adam Gase calls an offense that runs 14 plays that ends in a punt from the 38-yard line. Meanwhile, Sean Payton up by a billion points, fourth and seven, throws a bump to Kamara, it's a touchdown. Like all these guys, all these coaches that are supposed to be creative geniuses and, and preach bravery, oh, we're a little bit far. I think I'll punt it to the other team. But that seems to be the best strategy. No, it's never the best strategy. Always try to score. But we're, we're seeing a trick. <laughs> Always try to look. It's working. And not give. And don't not give the other team a good field position, right? Because like like everyone's trying to throw all these like three yard slants. And meanwhile, Pat Mahomes is doing the same thing fifteen yards on the field. Yeah, Jared Goff. Jared Goff was a bust in his first eight games. By the way, it's not going to last long. Uh, what, 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 <laughs> Why not? What, what uh, did, that's a good point. 
the amazing thing is Jeff Fisher can do nothing with Jared Goff. That's the amazing part. But here's the no, no, trend, no, They though. would still finish 8-8. Eight eight. The amazing Probably, thing is yeah. Jeff Fisher will get a job. And we'll see <laughs> – and Terry Time, we'll see you where on the 4 or 5 and 15th minutes from now yeah, for those who watch the NFL Hard Knocks. But, see, you, see you later, buddy. But here's the thing, though, with, hey, with the NFL, right? The trend – if you remember five, six years ago, it was about drafting D-linemen and getting those ferocious uh, marshes to come rush the quarterback. Now the trend is to get yourself a young, hot OC that's innovative, that can connect with young guys and go from there. And we're seeing – First and foremost, the Rams do very well with that. Sean Payton was the godfather, so to speak, when he got hired by the Saints and what has happened with him and Drew Brees. Andy Reid has kept himself relevant. It's a matter of keeping yourself with the trends, and the trend right now, guy, is to, is to go with five receiver sets and sling that football down and win 40 to 38 at the end of the day. So remember when Darvin McNabb went to the Redskins at the end of his career and we just thought he was washed? Was he just always that bad, and, and this offense is supposed to look like this? I think offenses are built. Or, uh, quarterbacks are built around offenses, you know, and it's not every quarterback is going to walk into a, a to, a, to an offensive huddle and know exactly what he's doing. I mean, they're so used to doing something a certain way. That's why Goff, who had never been in a huddle his entire career before he got drafted into the NFL, because well, in, from Cal, yeah, yeah in high school, yeah. and yeah, exactly. So they never they never really had to. But at the end of the day, if you're if you're Donovan McNabb in this scenario, you're going to the Redskins, a different offense completely. It's going to take you a long time to change something you've been doing for 10 years. Like sucking. Yes, dude. Yeah, like sucking ass. As per Jason Lackenfora, Jeff Fisher is rumored to get the USC job. Yes. Yeah, he's a USC guy. That's he's failing upwards. I want to have that guy's career. Just do enough to not be arrested, and they'll keep, they'll keep hiring. They'll keep throwing money at you. I have a U- question, though. I have a question he, for you guys. He's from USC? Put yourself. Yeah. You're a defensive player in the NFL. You're a cornerback. Uh, Terry, I'll start with you. I'm you a find out that you drew the Tyreek assignment. Tyreek Hill. You're guarding him. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your reaction? Uh, punch him in the dick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that'll slow uh, him down. I will do what any NFL player does who gets paid well. Uh, coach got up. Pull hammy. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. done for the day. <laughs> Just enough. But, but that's the thing, though, right? The, the reality is, are we going to see these two teams play each other on February 3rd in Atlanta for the trophy called the Vince Lombardi? I don't think so. I mean, Rams, at the beginning of the season, I would have said Rams and Patriots. I'd say Rams and the Steelers, you know? Right now, I had Chiefs Saints. That was my pick. Chiefs Saints. Yeah, I, I'm more likely. I'm more pushing towards the Saints because it looks like their defense actually does something. Well, that's the thing, right, guys? Yeah. Like we talk about defense. Yeah. Three games in a row now, the Rams have given up 40 or 38 plus points. Yeah, that's a they lot. Want, of they want two of those games. They want two of those games, but cool. the most important cool, cool, game cool, was cool, against cool, Drew Brees. Cool. And if they look, Rams are in a bye week. Saints could very well beat the Falcons. If they do, Saints are your number one seed right now, going to the last four or five weeks of the season. So Peace thinks that we don't like scoring. That a, a game could end 2 nothing and we'll be happy. I, I believe that's the case. <laughs> I believe that's, that's, that's the, the, case. the old school football, guys. Yeah. So, I mean. But those guys are like, Try watching a game again from the 90s. It's terrible. No, it was amazing. No, you run the ball. Amazing. You think it's amazing. You run the ball. Yes. Are, Dinosaur football. That's it. There you go. Like, even great quarterbacks. Ditka. Even great quarterbacks were horrendously inaccurate. Horrendously like inaccurate. Like you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like me too. I can't hit like the ball. <laughs> you guys have this issue? Middle of the night, it's dark, you can't hit the ball? No. My fiance complains incessantly. All right, headline number two. Uh, dynasty <laughs> or dynasty, when we look at Kevin Durant and the Golden State Wars. Dynasty. Uh, gentlemen, what do we have now with this current situation? What has transpired in the last two weeks? And I, I think it started way before the season started. I mean, the fact that you're talking about people leaving – it puts a strain in the locker room for sure. T- Clay, they're saying Clay's not going to come back. He's going to get a huge offer. Uh, Durant's not going to come back. He's going to be optioned. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that were that were that were spoken about in the off season that might cause D- Draymond Green to think 
hey, I'm losing my meal ticket now. Not that he's not a good player. I think he's a very good player. But he's, I'm losing my my meal tickets in KD and uh, Clay. I'm not going to be able to do this with Boogie and Steph anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's well, he's Blake kind of... a one-year deal. He, he'll leave after this. But whatever, yeah, he probably will leave and you'll get paid somewhere else. But at the end of the day, I think that Draymond Green is more like, okay, these guys are going to leave. They don't give a shit about this team. I've been here since the beginning. So... Like, fuck these guys. And that, I think that's what's causing the rift in the locker room way before this happened. I think this is just a combination of all the shit that was spoken in the offseason. But so the thing is that Clay Thompson, first of all, we, we'll see if he's the type of guy who wants to leave or wants to keep this team together. No, he'll leave. And, and, then, and then aside from that, you know, Kevin Durant does have it pretty good in mm-hmm. terms of like the, the thing people said about him was he's amazing but can't win a championship, blah, 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 blah. He's nice, made the dude. team absolutely overwhelming in a way they literally cannot be beaten. And just his performance in the finals last year. Absolutely. He, yeah. he was making shots that could not be defended because they happened 10 feet in the air. Yeah. Because of how ridiculous his, his, his wingspan is, how tall he is. Yeah. But the thing is, is that so ego is the only thing that can break this apart. And, and the, th- the thing that may keep it together is the same reason that all Golden State fans are essentially vomit. They are vomit because <laughs> they think, oh, it's the culture. We're special. No one's special. You have talent. You have Steph Curry, who's genera- generationally talented. Yeah. If you look at the metrics, he is making players better around him at a rate that has never been seen before. He, he is historically great. Mm-hmm. There's nobody who's done that for his teammates before this at any point in the, in, in the NBA's history. So you look at all that. That's always going to attract talent. If KD is gone... Not if, not, if, not if you have two guys eating up all the money. Well, here's the thing, though, right? You, three, where they you have, can afford three max guys. Afford, the, yeah. the issue is that they're four. Well, the Warriors can give the most money to Durant and Clay Thompson, according to the NBA. I think get rid of Green. Green. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Clay Thompson. If, if well, the choice is, is there, it's be well, here's KD. the thing, though, right? The the Warriors were they won a title without Kevin Durant, and they went to the NBA Finals without Kevin Durant and lost. That's why they brought Durant on board. Now Durant's looking at this possibility. You see his brother tweet out. Hey, it's our last year. We're going to roll on to the next city over here. Maybe the New York Knicks might be in play. I don't know. But the point is, though, the NBA has become one of those things where you see by fly. You stick around for a couple of years. You do what you got to do damage-wise. You win a ring or two or go to the NBA Finals and you move on to the next stop here. You make your money. It's because, yeah, you make your money, but you, you become a gypsy, so to speak. Here. You're yeah. not going to be – it's not like 20 years ago where you knew – if you recall, right? The I don't thought, want to say 20 years ago, man, because I see... 20 years ago, look, you weren't seeing Michael LeBron, Jordan, Pippen, and LeBron you and was the others, blueprint. guys moving around here. No, LeBron but LeBron was the blueprint. He, he's the one who said, you know what? I'm more powerful yeah, exactly. than the organization. Why, why, what, do they, what do I owe them? But it, it, it goes back talent, before LeBron, they, though. It, go, it goes back to the Boston Celtics of the 08 season when they said, look, we're not winning with Paul Pierce. We so need they to, bring on Garnett. And bring Ray on Allen, Allen brought yeah. all these guys. They, yeah. And that's where the initial right, and blueprint the Lakers was. Did it, the Lakers did it also. And what did LeBron do? As PZ said, he took that blueprint and he mastered it to say, well, guess what? The player now is in control of what we do. Well, that's the thing. is, it, Before, it was teams. It was, it was the Lakers bringing on yeah. Shaq. It was, it was the, uh, the, the, the Celtics building the, the first The Mavericks team. bringing on Nash. But the thing is, the thing is, is that LeBron was the first one who said, you know what? I'm more valuable than the franchise. I'm more valuable than my coach. I'm more valuable than the owner of the team. So therefore, I'm going to take my talent to South Beach. Yes, that was the douchiest way to say it. Absolutely. I loved it, though. It changed the way the NBA... Because the NBA was lacking uh, a true villain or villain team out there. Let's think about it, It became the Heat? Yes, Duke. Um, So Steve Kerr's record with Steph Curry is 254 and 47 without Curry 
22 and 19. That's tough. So tough his, record, his record is worse without the best shooter in the history of the NBA. That is correct. Okay, that would be anybody. <laughs> that would be anybody. That, that, that's the thing. The NBA has become so big that we're talking about a year ago, we're talking about Kevin Durant's future in 2019. Where is it going to be? It has marginalized Bryce Harper, the baseball superstar, <laughs> who is about to get about $85 billion from whichever sucker team is going to give him a 10-year deal. Yeah, that, That's crazy that a guy who's about to enter free agency in Bryce Harper is now backstage with Kevin Durant. We're 10 months away from the summertime, and we don't know where Kevin Durant's going to go, but yet it's now the forefront of everyone's lips about and, sports. And meanwhile, Durant is worth more than Bryce Harper. Yeah, and Durant's is. only going to go Just where his like mother tells him to go anyway. I was going to say, does... Does Wanda run his his uh, his ghost account? <laughs> account? Yeah, as to accounts. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> See, w- w- with Kevin Durant, if you ask the Warriors to go left-handed, their their weaker hand, do you think they still beat teams with ease? No. I mean, Steph Curry I, shoots left. Durant goes left. Clay goes no, left, and Draymond goes left. No, what the hell? I want to say one of them is left-handed. No one's left-handed. Clay's right-handed. Clay is right-handed. Clay. Yeah, we're probably both. They're all both. Everybody is both. Um, Okay, if you if you took the big four, Draymond, Durant, Steph, and Clay, and two of them were left-handed shooters, give them the weaker hand. Okay, is one of them Steph? We'll go Steph left-handed, and we will go Clay. Then they're beatable. Then they're beatable. Because now they beatable, beatable, or this just they have two very good players and Kevin Durant. That's basically what Oklahoma City was. (laughs) (laughs) So they're back to what Oklahoma City was ten years ago. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. Warriors are going to the new arena next summer or next fall. Road trip? Do a hot sauce uh, podcast? Yeah, we'll do a hot sauce right there. San Francisco? Drive to San Francisco. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of hot sauce, uh, this, well, Thanksgiving weekend, it is uh, Tiger versus Phil. Mm. Uh, I don't know who's paying the dollars for it to watch on pay-per-view, but uh, what is the relevance? This is like... What this is, guys, it's it's Pacquiao and Mayweather five years, ten years too late. This should have been done in 2009 or 2008 when they were at the peak of their careers before Tiger had his So I'm watching I'll, I'll be the one reporting for Hot Sauce. Honestly, um, there are two names. As as someone who's an avid golf fan, there are two names that uh, – ex- there there's seldomly two names that, that, that will uh, get me to a screen like – Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. I agree that they're past their prime. What about VJ Singh? No, that gets more screen. Nobody cares about VJ Singh. He's from VJ Singh's parents don't care about VJ Singh. Does. He's from Fiji, though. Aren't you? No, I'm not from Fiji. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can you be? Can you be from Fiji? Yeah, Just for, for this conversation? For this, for this episode, I'll okay, be from Fiji. No, yes. so, so the thing is, is that, <laughs> and I kind of realized this about sports, in that at some point, maybe this is, P's getting older, but you, you, you realize... I'm not going to have this at some point. This might be the last chance. But I will say, what would get me to care even more is A, the amount of money Terry and I are going to put on this after the show. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The, the side bets. Betting that, on golf. That's so what my like, life has become. What is the most decrepit side bets you've ever had? Um, I'll tell you oh mine. I'll, I'll tell you mine and let you think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. I, I got have a few. friend of mine. We watch the combine every year. The okay. only reason we do is so we can bet on the long jump. We bet a dollar on each jump to be like, all right, so, will the next guy surpass the previous long jump? We don't know these players. We don't know who they are. I've scared to see any each. of them play. But we're betting. You guys and, are breaking even. And, and it's such a yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's such a small, decrepit amount that it feels it feels worse and cruddier than if we're putting serious money on it. It feels like the dingiest best of all. Time. It's yes, the dumbest dude. shit ever. Um, just curious, how much would you spend on Tiger versus Phil? 
1999. That's how much it costs. Good. Yeah. I'd get that. I'd buy that. I'm just curious to I'm see what the buy rate will be for that Friday. I'm curious to see what the buy rate. We'll find out for our. When is it? Sunday? Well, this Friday. The purse is nine million. Yeah. Yeah. This, this Friday. Friday. This Friday. The 23rd. Yes, yes Thanksgiving, <laughs> U.S. Thanksgiving. Yes. The oh, day yeah. after the 22nd. The day after, the day before the 24th? Yes. And I think it's, yeah. it's perfectly placed because everyone's off in the United States. Um, they, they have Thursday where they're watching football all day. It's a football weekend. There's nothing on Friday. College football. Not, okay. uh, mostly Not during the day, night. though. Yeah. yeah, during the day. It goes from 12 till whenever time. Yeah, but there's is. no big games. Uh, here's, here's Mo and his fucking I, facts. I but there's, no, there's nothing natural. I like, I like PC. Wait, no, no, there's, there's nothing going on there. No, 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 there's nothing going on over there. No, there's, no. Not, there's nothing on a national scale. Yeah, there is. If you well, look on the, uh, yeah, 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 Buffalo is playing. For you. Yeah, Buffalo's no playing against uh, Kaka State. Mm, I totally care about Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, they're real. Buffalo, hey, they're good team. Buffalo Bulls. No, I mean like the Eastern the, Eastern Colorado University Collegiate is uh, going to play against. Buffalo. Are they, aren't they known as Eastern Col- Colorado A and M? They're the Bullcocks, right? Tech A and M Tech. Uh, well, like, just Cox. ABC's <laughs> got Cox. the uh, got Houston against Memphis. Yes, I do. Uh, capital of Fiji is Suva. Thank you. All right, so, uh, so see, ABC's got a national game, right? CBS has got a national game at two thirty, and then ABC's what, what got are, what are these games? What are these games? Uh, Arkansas what? against Missouri, two thirty on CBS. Nobody cares. Oh, that's a good uh, game. Virginia, Virginia Tech uh, on ABC. That's a nice okay. game. So watch you got ESPN. Watch where, where, where is that game though? In uh, Virginia Tech. Oh, beautiful. And then you, you got ESPN that has the big one, UCF against South Florida, the battle for I four, and then Oklahoma West Virginia later on that day. Oh, that's so a nice game too. there's there's games on the main. I like that That's the whole point that's though, right? They're not going to say, "Well, Phil and, and Tiger are going at it. We're going to step back and let the TNT I, I take understand. over." So well, there's because the college schedule was made a long time ago, where this was probably made like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's been in works for a while, though. Yeah. It's 10 years too late, though. Anyway. uh, No, I don't think so. Golfers. Well, the thing is that where it's too late is they actually like each other. Yeah. Like, like they, they can make jokes about each other, other. yeah. Uh, and like now, like everything seems contrived. Even like Phil Mickelson's like, I bet you hundred thousand dollars Alberti. Oh, I'm talking about oh, uh, the rich and the famous hundred thousand dollars. They're terrible actors. They're terrible actors. That was so staged. They're not even truly gonna place that bet. Or they will, and they're gonna donate. All right, speaking of bets here, Markel Fultz. Uh, the unfortunate disaster that Markel Fultz is could be the, probably the NBA's biggest bust at the number one overall pick for not because he couldn't play. It's that. He's developed the hiccups on how to shoot the ball properly in an which, NBA game. Which happens to a lot of guys a couple of years into their careers. They kind of forget how to shoot because but, they're, but working, he, they're working on so many other things. But you know, it's in the public eye, though. It's, it's in it's the right, public eye. It's right in front of you, man. You it's, and and I feel for this guy. Yeah. I really feel for Mark Elfels because if you go through the list of guys taking after him, minus Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, who they flip Boston for yeah. Philly, this guy, I, I don't know if he's going to last more than two years in the NBA. Well, but the thing is, Lonzo Ball um, was drafted – with the handicap, knowing everyone knew he wasn't a shooter, right? It was a prototypical classic point guard from a few years ago, like, like from a decade ago. But now he's in an unfortunate situation where LeBron James is a much better version of what that's supposed to be, you know, in that he's a distributor first and a passer first. Well, now you have LeBron James doing the same thing, and you're basically a glorified bench player by comparison. And, and L. Fultz. And, and Ball's a good player. But Mark L. Fultz was supposed to be a scorer, he was supposed to be a dynamic scorer. Yeah. And he was supposed to add shooting, although his shot wasn't perfect, but he was supposed to add some level of perimeter shooting 
to a team that didn't have much to begin with. But he's but like I was saying earlier, I think he just a lot it happens to a lot of guys. I mean, even even Ben Simmons is losing a shot too, you know. And it's, Ben Simmons just refuses to shoot. Just refuses like he'll be next to the net. Oh, I'm gonna pass yeah, the ball yeah, to Joel yeah, Exactly. So, but it's just like it's like a confidence. Maybe they they're not they their percentages weren't as high, so they're losing their confidence. Just like a kicker but in the Terry, NFL. We seen we seen like it. video of Markel Fultz in the background of a story that's not, he's not even involved, where he's just having difficulty hitting a five foot jump shot. And it's weird. Yeah, it's and in your head. Now you're seeing the last whatever few weeks here. The uh, tap tap of the ball, and you know, like that's yeah. that's what is the Harlem Globetrotter now? It's, <laughs> He's it's, trying anything. He's it, trying it, anything. It's, and now with Jimmy Butler on the team, you have Captain Evil Mind in terms of how he demands the best from all of his players. If if Markel Fultz gets that electric shock of of hate Before, from yeah, Jimmy, Butler. Jimmy Butler towards him, this might kill his career mentally speaking. I so, think it will too. I think he needs to get out of there if he wants to save his career. I have a pair of silver silver like boxer briefs that I loved. Because my junk looks glorious, <laughs> and then I realized every time I wear this, I get into an argument with my fiance every single time. So now it's in my head that, like, it's always the last in rotation. Like, man, it's why you get arguments with your for your underwear? No, not because I wore it. Oh, but because I wore it, we get into an argument, not about the underwear, but there will be an argument that day. Uh, okay. And so now it's in my head every time I put it on. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be a shit day. And I swear to God, like, I, it's so just wipe your ass with the underwear if it's gonna be a shit day. It's, I, 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 like. Markel Fultz, maybe you got to go inside out. All right. <laughs> Speaking of having a bad day, uh, the scream up. of the week. Gentlemen, in the last seven days, we've seen some uh, heated sideline arguments at the University of Houston, Ed Oliver, who will be a, a, a super alien predator at the NFL level with Major Applewhite with his jacket and Derek Carr supposedly with John Gruden and how things played out here. And Duke very sad about that. Wait, wait, wait did, did Mo know that Alien and Predator are part of the same universe? <laughs> yeah, they are. He's like a hybrid, at Oliver. High five, baby. So, all right, gentlemen. So, we look at these uh, scenarios that played out. Your thoughts on Scream of the Week with John Gruden, Derek Carr, Ed Oliver, along with Major Applewhite. Um, there's a few things here. One is I always hate it when college coaches lose it on players. But this time it was actually to Major Applewhite's credit. Oliver lost his mind, and he just sort of Major Applewhite kind of took it, kept his different distance from him, and and tried not to engage because he would possible. have been devoured by him. Yes, but that's the thing is like so many times coaches are free to like like Dabo Sweeney is great great for this yelling at a dude who has no power who can lose everything he has. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dabo Sweeney is yelling at the unpaid talent. <laughs> well, he takes his millions of dollars and he's guaranteed, and he he can abuse people uh, if you feel free to do so. Yes, Duke. Um, Ed Oliver's uh, current uh, stats at Houston: he has thirteen point five sacks and fifty two uh, tackles for loss. How many screams? Ten. Ten screams. It's pretty good. And let's not forget, Ed Oliver is a former five star recruit that went to a non Power Five conference team in Houston. So he could have gone to Alabama in yeah. those power schools, but as PZ made the point before. What college football is done now, and people are, are, are ragging on Nick Bosa and others who've left early to yeah. train for their next phase of the well, career. Nick, Nick Bosa is listed as injured. Yeah, and <laughs> that's it, right? But, but Major Applewhite comes down and says, yeah. well, you know, if I have a kid who's going to make $30, 40000000 million, yeah, I can understand his viewpoint. But here's the thing, though. We made the point with LeBron James having the power. Yeah. You're starting to see a trickle-down mm-hmm. effect now where players who know they're going to be surefire top five NFL picks control the way things play out. Look, Ed Oliver has nothing to play for at Houston now. He can say to himself, you know what, I can just drop it now and go focus for the NFL, drop Absolutely. out of school and get ready for it in April. Yeah. But now Major Applewhite... ultimately, these games don't matter to them. It doesn't matter to like these the, guys. Like the salary Nick Saban is playing, paying Alabama 
You're paying those players? Yeah. That's nothing compared to what you're going to make in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Major Appleway. <laughs> yeah. What is this? NFL? This isn't Dabble Sweeney or Nick Saban chewing out a guy. This is Major Appleway, who's at a, at a lower-tier Power 5 conference school with Ed Oliver, who has made the program relevant for the last three years. And you're going to go out and tell a guy to take off his jacket yeah. because it's what? A little bit chilly outside? Your star player. This yeah, but so like, but to me, to me, you taking off his jacket, I understand that. There's ways to do it. You're in the public eye. Is it going to make you look bad? I think Ed Oliver thinks that he's kind of untouchable, you know, to the point where everybody's like, but then just the argument after is ridiculous. They're both yelling at each other, walking to the, walking to the locker room. It doesn't really in, make sense. In, uh, in 2013, Applewhite admitted um, to having inappropriate an inappropriate relationship with a student at the 2009 Fiesta Bowl. Beautiful. He put the F in Fiesta. Um, <laughs> so my question is like, now looking at Carr and John Gruden, and I'm looking at this, thinking about the whole thing with Major Applewhite. What do you think John Gruden dating, John Gruden's dating game was like? Isn't I, he married? I really like you, man. Isn't he married? I think you're really pretty, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> uh, is he married? I know. I'm saying when, oh, okay. when he was dating, what was his game like? I'll tell you what. Uh, pros. All pros all day. <laughs> Just straight up prostitutes? Yeah, yeah. Escorts. But like that's it. why he has uh, like You pay for the secrecy, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to get into yeah, it. You don't pay them to have sex. You pay them to leave. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Boys, one more headline before we get to our guest, Matthew Schneider from TSN here. Uh, classy, burning the midnight oil, right? The Empton Oilers get rid of uh, Todd McLennan, bring back good old Ken Hitchcock. See, baseball, even baseball, which is the most dinosaur, old-school, conservative sport, NFL, NBA have now figured it out. You go with younger, branded coaches that can connect to today's sporting athletes. Angel has not figured that out yet. Ken Hitchcock, who's been in the league for 85 gazillion years back in with the Edmonton Oilers with a young team that it Stanley, is. He's won a Stanley Cup. It, it, it's a good old retread. With, like, if there's a recycling program, the NHL leads the major four sports in recycling old For sure. face coaches. But the thing is that what happens is in the NHL is that you see a lot of coaches go from one team, go to another, and do well. You know what I mean? And so Ken Hitchcock, he's won a Stanley Cup. He's brought in teams to the Stanley Cup. He's, so maybe he doesn't get on the ice for practices. <laughs> And that's the truth. He doesn't get on the edge. Right. He practices from the bench. Yeah, that's right. Because he can't skate anymore. Um, I don't know. I, is it the right decision? Is he going to be able to motivate somebody like Connor McDavid? Doubt it. So, like, what's interesting to me is, who else did you interview? Was the dude from Tales from the Crypt Keeper, like, not available? Condoleezza Rice. Con- Condoleezza Rice? They interviewed I mean, Condoleezza Rice. She turned it down to, for a chance to run <laughs> job, to be honest. So, uh, Also, I saw, a pic- I saw a video of him this week when he when, at the press conference. Dude's got no mustache no more. No, you got it's rid weak. of it years ago. Maybe Yo, you should. Maybe you should get rid of yours more. No, no, no. Most strong. Mo, no. Most mustache strong. What I like about what I maybe. like and don't like about most mustaches, I like how low it goes. Like I like how you try to do the handlebar thing. It's, yes, I like it. What I don't like is like the top here. Yes, it's kind of bushy. Yeah, I know. So if you kind of just clean that up, then, He's the sheriff. Then, I, then I won't hate looking at you. I can't. He's I the sheriff of bush. Ten more days. You can't touch. You just can't even like clean it up. Nothing. You can't touch it. You have to let it grow like a playoff beard. Or must ah, none of these things sucks. are true. None of these things are true. Yeah. So what is your, you what is your guess you for, for your own face? How old do you think Ken Hitchcock is? I think he's now 68. No, no, he's really out of shape. 62, I think he's like 38. 68 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's just very unhealthy. No, I'd say he's 62. All right, you already had three guesses. So the actual <laughs> age is 67. Hey-o. Good job, boys. Good job. All right, well, it's been a good job. Coming up next, the guy does a very good job. Matthew Shane from TSN. We'll talk to him about... Shoes, style, profile, and why we should care for the Great Cup and the CFL if it's even relevant on the North American landscape. Stay tuned here on Hot Sauce Sports. 
And welcome back to Hot Sauce Sports, where we keep it warm and it's cold on the outside. As now we are joined by our very good friend from TSN and Matthew Shinetti, who covers the CFL and in various other sporting endeavors. Uh, Matthew, how you been, my man? Uh, Mo, I, I, I'm flattered that as a, a Liverpool fan, you can call me a, a friend of yours as a Manchester United fan. So, uh, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing how we can put, we can put away such uh, deep-seated hatred for each other's teams <laughs> to come together in a podcast. Uh, it, it does not bridge the divide, but it's uh, at least a good start. You know, when I come down to Agincourt, I'll, I'll uh, boo you in studio. Oh. How about that? <laughs> All right, so Matt, you're in Edmonton uh, for Great Cup and CFL the whole nine. Uh, have you and like for those who are not familiar, because this is worldwide here, Matthew Schneider likes to wear different Converse for every game he does. Have you selected the shoes that you will wear for the Sunday big game between Calgary and Ottawa? The shoes, as we speak, are currently flying in the pure later uh, uh, <laughs> courier plane to. Uh, to Edmonton, they uh, marked, which is a, uh, a non-for-profit uh, organization in, in Toronto and pretty much throughout Eastern Canada. Uh, they have artist design, uh, uh, custom sneakers on vans, on Converse, on K-Swisses. So uh, they were kind enough uh, to go ahead and uh, make me uh, a guy named Leland Adams. Is kind enough. He's done now. This will be his fifth or sixth pair he's done for me. No, this will be his yeah, his seventh pair, actually, that he's custom-made for me. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, debuting them come Sunday. I, and I'm not going to give any hints away. It's, uh, it's, this is a very uh, unique design that he's done for me. So hold on, quickly here, before we get to the next part, how much would it cost you to put our faces on the shoes? I was just about to ask that. Yeah, yeah. like to get uh, our faces on the shoes. You, your faces on the shoes? Yes, the yeah. three of us. Uh, Terry, hot sauce shoes. Let me see how much money I have in my in my the change part of my wallet. <laughs> I think I might have, I think you're really upset. I might have 33 a toonie. I, I, right. I have a toonie in there. So let's, I'll be generous and give you a toonie. A toonie. Okay, cool. That's good. I, I take it. I think Sh- we should take it. mine. <laughs> our, uh, our production assistant and graphicist, uh, uh, Duke, he, uh, he was talking a lot of shit in our production meeting about, uh, Chuck Taylor's. Uh, so can you tell, uh, Duke firstly, why, they're not just for uh, penniless hippies, and uh, he'll he'll have his retorts ready for you, Matt. Yeah, here, here here's the thing when it comes to Converse, um, they weren't good at playing basketball, and they weren't good. Um, I don't even on skateboarding. They no. they're not comfortable, and I'm probably going to go ahead and get serious lower back problems in the not too distant <laughs> yeah. future. Yeah. But when you pair them with a uh, when when you have a nice let's just say fluorescent orange and you want to pair it with a nice three-piece suit, hell, I don't care what anybody thinks, so it's damn good on me. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's I, funny because nothing looks good on Duke, so <laughs> it really doesn't make sense. When I, when I played basketball, though, I, lo- I love those KJ sneakers, so I, maybe they were – there was one series that was good for basketball. <laughs> uh, Shady, hey, go ahead. Hey, listen, if it worked for Larry Bird and Magic Johnson back in the day, man, I don't know there why it worked for anybody else. So, Shinetti, I have a question for you. Uh, the craziest Grey Cup party story you heard from uh, from someone that has happened in past Grey Cups? Uh, the craziest Grey Cup party story. You could put um, you could put uh, alias names, but give us a crazy 
Grey Cup party story that you heard that really will be like, wow, that was a crazy story. This is from a league uh, that doesn't punish you for drinking in celebration. Yes, so exactly. It's got to be crazy. pretty awesome. What, do you want media or are you talking players? Players, players let's go players. We'll go players. And you can keep oh, them nameless. Oh, um, the craziest, I think the craziest that I've ever had was a um, a girlfriend, or I don't know if they were wife or girlfriend at the time, was in a locker room. And this is about six, seven, eight years ago now. Um, and the player, he's there. He's with his, he's with his girlfriend, wife, whatever. And she's hugging him, saying, "I believed in you. That's great." And he turned around. She turned around, and he just started, just making all kinds of eyes at this one. Um, I don't know if she was uh, an assistant or an athletic therapist, like just making all kinds of. And his girl and the girlfriend turned back around, and I'm just watching this. And this guy is just—he's—he he's, has a very like um, like uh, congenial kind of look to him. And he's, he's when his girlfriend's looking, he's just like pride. She, she, she's turning around talking to other people, and he's just—I knew that night I was like he—he—he's not—he doesn't want to be celebrating with his wife or girlfriend. He's got—he's got other ideas in mind. But, um, it's just amazing how, like, when you're in the locker room, how guys emotions strip away, and and even even when this guy had just won uh, a Grey Cup, and this is the culmination of his season, he still had enough uh, enough vigor in him that he's uh, he was thinking about other things that he wanted to conquer. <laughs> That's amazing. So I guess at the end of the day, he was divorced, I assume, and um, he had to spend I, his sixteen thousand dollar check on divorce lawyers. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that he is still married to that girl. Not oh, yeah. the girl he was making eyes out at, but the girl that... Uh, I can't, you can window shop. You're allowed window shopping. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, don't have to, you don't have to buy you know the merchandise. You know? It's like online shopping. You're hey, looking. You're uh, buying anybody, and, and Mo, Mo has been enough, uh, around enough professional athletes to know this. Uh, it's not about window shopping for professional athletes. No, there are goals in mind. <laughs> yes, there, there are. There are great cups in mind. That's Even for in sure. the CFL. Um, Matt, it's uh, P's here. Uh, quick question. Is Jonathan, as an as a, as a avid gambler, is Jonathan Rose playing this game? No, I don't. Yes. Oh, yeah. he, he's, he's playing this game because, like any appeal process that comes from a player's association, they're going to back their player, even if it, you know, the evidence as it was mm-hmm. doesn't look too good for the player. Uh, the in the appeal process is because they won't get an appeal done within the 96 odd hours before kickoff. Jonathan Rose is playing. So, Maddie, when you look now, this is the biggest, biggest week for the CFL season, the Great Cup week. You know how it is in Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, and how difficult it is for fans to really go to a game. So, tell us why people should watch the Great Cup on TSN. Don't forget, TSN will have oodles of coverage throughout Sunday. Why is it important to watch this game on Sunday? Because it's ours. I understand, I, and, and I, I, I have been to Montreal enough. I live in Toronto, and I've been to Vancouver enough. I understand uh, that guys, especially our age, in that 18 to 34 range, have a hard-on for anything they perceive American because it's like if it's, if it's down there and the, the lights are brighter and the fireworks are bigger and all – and there's this perception that if it's not if it's not that, then it's not good enough. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and degrade the CFL because I've actually been in NFL locker rooms. I've I've been I've been around NFL players, and I know there are many guys playing in this game 
who could be playing in the NFL, if not for A, uh, personal issues they've had, B, coaches they've pissed off, or C, they haven't gotten the opportunity yet. Anyone who's going to look at me and tell me that Blake Bortles is a better quarterback than Bo Levi Mitchell, no, I will laugh at them in their face. Yeah. So, um, you know, is the NFL the pinnacle? The NFL has become the greatest circus on earth because of just the sheer money, the sheer um, attention, and the sheer driving force that has become as an ad uh, and, and um, event-generating enterprise. And you cannot take that away from the NFL. The infrastructure is bigger. The, the, the pathways for talent is just more intricate than the CFL. But that does not demean the fact that there's going to be 65,000 people inside Commonwealth Stadium. They're going to be going crazy. And like the differences between rugby league and rugby union, the, these are in many ways two different sports. Um, if you don't like the CFL, that's fine. Uh, I didn't grow up a CFL fan. I've come to appreciate the game as I've covered the, the league over the last eight, nine years. Um, but if you want to have a good time, and if, you, if, if the last two breakups are any indication, given this, the second half comebacks that have happened both times, you know, Calgary came up short in 2016, and the Argos with that miraculous comeback last year under snow. I mean, if there isn't anything offensively Canadian like that, then just screw off to the border and give us your passport because, honestly, you, like, I don't care. Like, it just the, the NFL is the NFL, the CFL is the CFL. They are two different things, and they can be enjoyed equally. Man, that was, a, that was a lot of passion about the CFL. So uh, growing up, I playing football in Canada, you, you uh, watching, you know, I watched the CFL, the Alouettes, Calvillo, uh, Mike Pringle, uh, Doug Peterson. You started watching all these guys, and you appreciated what the CFL was, and it, and it had its peak. Um, obviously, the, I always, always, people always trying to compare the CFL and the NFL to me, but they're two completely different products. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it is that the CFL has what, what we do well, and we do it very well. And just because Canada is 10% of the population of, another, of, of the states or whatever the case may be, people tend to knock on it. But obviously, if you're 10% of the population, you might have 10% of the teams or whatever the case may be. So I just think that the CFL gets, gets a bad rap when it comes to comparing itself to the NFL. But they're two completely different products. And I think you made it... I think you made a good point where you said the NFL has become a circus and it's what it is, but it's what people attract themselves to. And that's why it makes a lot of money. But when it comes to yeah, the and, CFL, and the, sorry, go ahead. Dishney. It, no, I was going to say it was, proximity has a lot of things, uh, has a lot to do with it as well. I mean, down in Australia, um, the biggest event there is the Aussie rules grand final where a hundred thousand people yeah. pack into the Melbourne cricket ground. Yeah. Proximity has a lot of things to do with, with the situation we have with the Canadian football league. If we didn't live as close as we do, where I think it's like 85% of our population live within so many hundred kilometers of the American border. And the fact that we get terrestrial American television as easy as just turning on our TVs, proximity has a lot of things to do with it either. And it's, there's just this enticement when you watch the NFL game. I've been to two AFC championship games. I've watched, I've seen the spectacle. I get it. I know what that's like. I haven't covered a Super Bowl yet. But I can imagine as soon as I step into, you know, if I were going in February and I step into the Mercedes-Benz um, Stadium in, uh, in Atlanta, I'm, I could feel an unbelievable energy about it. That does yeah. not dismiss, though, that I'm going to feel a different, kind of, a different kind of energy when I step onto the field at Commonwealth on Sunday. I just, I'm not going to compare, just for me personally, I'm not comparing apples to oranges because that's what I think the difference is between the NFL and the CFL. I agree 100%. Matt, I spent uh, a, a bunch of last week in Toronto, 
And I was on the hot sauce budget, of course. So I was like in the <laughs> smallest room, s- drinking alone in my bathtub. And I was thinking to myself, what kind of digs they putting up for Machinity? So like, what's w- what's it like for you out in uh, Edmonton? They treating you okay? Well, I have to change my room because if if, if any CFO fans are uh, know what the spirit of Edmonton is, the spirit of Edmonton is is like routinely the loudest, craziest party group mm-hmm. um, in. Uh, at the Great Cup, and we're in Edmonton, so naturally my room is next to the Spirit of Edmonton. Nice. And they just moved in. They've just moved in tonight. So I went downstairs, knowing that I have to be on TV in front of millions of people on Sunday. I have politely requested to move my room because I uh, I need my sleep. <laughs> I, I know I know the next few nights will be long ones for me because we all get caught up in the in the festive atmosphere of the Great Cup. But the fact mm-hmm. is, boys. Uh, I can't be up until four o'clock in the morning on Sunday. You know, I'm actually banned from the spirit of Edmonton from 2008. Let's put it that way. Long story, <laughs> long story, long story. Uh, last question for you, Maddie. Um, the biggest problem with the CFL is ageism. How will they attract the younger demographics to love the sport and grow with it? Uh, I think what you have to do, and I think we're seeing it in Toronto, you have to make it in, you have to understand the marketplaces. Uh, in Montreal, uh, it's about um, an event. You have to make the Alouettes an event. That, that, the, the, certainly the F1 weekend isn't what it used to be. Um, the, 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 um, the dollar that fans have doesn't go as far as it used to. But what the CFO can do, if you can generate, and it starts with on the field, if you can generate an exciting product, Montreal fans will come because they love not only a winner, they love, a, a, a just a festival, a, an event to go to, and you have to do that. And I don't know if the Wettenhall family has the capacity to do that. The ownership family in Toronto, with all due respect to Mark Tressman and with all due respect to Jim Pop and 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 the personnel staff and and what they tried to create there, notwithstanding the fact they won the Great Cup last year, no one in Toronto cares about um, if if people in the locker room love each other. They don't care about hugs and kisses and pats on the butt. They want stars. They want people. They want the Austin Matthews. They want the Kawhi Leonard's. And certainly you're not going to get those kind of athletes, given what we just talked about with respect to the NFL, in the CFL. But this summer is a huge offseason when it comes to quarterbacks. It is on the Toronto Argonauts not only to find a head coach, but they also have to go ahead and find a star they can market. Because I live right next to where the Argos play at BMO Field, the exhibition grounds just near Liberty Village. There was no signage there. And there was no way you could tell that the Argos were going to be there. So if you want to bring fans, younger fans, you have to create people they can follow and they can get attached to. And when it comes to Vancouver, it's kind of a mixture of both. You need a winning team with a great atmosphere, and you need someone to go ahead and, and, and really attract fans, someone, uh, a name that can get behind. And that, that's why, for those CFL fans who are listening, someone like Mike Riley is so important to what's going to happen to uh, you know, teams like Toronto and teams like uh, Vancouver, you know, maybe leaning a little more towards the BC Lions because if they were to get someone like that and have to pay a lot of money to get him as a free agent, he's the kind of guy that can maybe not all of a sudden there'll be 35,000 people inside BC place, but he starts to move the needle a little bit because he is the best player in the league, because he's a name, because he's a face, and because he can, he can help create a winning product, and that's what it comes down to. In Vancouver, in Toronto, and in Montreal, and you may not get all three at the same time, but I'm pretty sure you can go ahead and at least generate a little bit if you have products and events that people actually care about. If you don't, you're going to get older crowds who are there because they remember what it was like when they were kids, 
and even myself who covers the CFL, that's not going to cut it, and cut it, and the league will not survive like that. So the one thing we learned about Matt Shinnity tonight is he lives in Liberty Village, therefore he's never drinking alone in a bathtub. <laughs> no, he ain't. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, nice to talk to you, Matt. Your prediction for the Great Cup? Who you got? My prediction is that my feet will be cold wearing canvas shoes in the middle of what's probably going to be a very cold Alberta night. Um, but when it comes to the game, uh, I just think that now's the time for the Calgary St. Peters. It's, with, with all due respect to what the Ottawa Red Blacks did in the East Final, um, I just don't see these Calgary St. Peters going down the path of the Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bills. They, uh, they, I think being so close for so long, I think they finally do it this time. If you want, Matty, we can save some hot sauce to keep you warm. I was just about the to game. say that, yeah. I don't necessarily think that'll work on my feet, Mo, but I'll give it a <laughs> you know, right. Don't knock it until you try it, bro. You can yeah, try yeah. it, man. Don't knock it until you try it. Exactly, I mean. exactly. Uh, Matt, thank you very much, my man. Enjoy the Great Cup. On TSN, you can watch it all day long, uh, pregame and postgame, in between the game and pre-pre-pregame. You catch Matt Shinetti waking up at 4 a.m. because the spirit of Empton will wake him up. Matty, thank you very much, my friend. Take care, boys. You never walk alone, my friend. <laughs> okay. Good night, Mo. Good night, Matty. <laughs> Thank you. Machinetti of TSN. Come up next, the last segment of Hot Sauce Sports. And welcome back here to Hot Sauce Sports. We thank Matthew Shinetti of TSN to join us. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. I can't wait for the next crazy great cup story he has for us when we continue this show next year at this time. When he does come to Montreal, though, we got to get him wasted. Wasted. Not you, Mo. You, you're going to be our designated driver. <laughs> Me and Terry going to get him fucked up. Easy. We'll get him yeah, out of sure. uh, He's, get some real stories he's good people, man. He's yeah. good people. Let's uh, quickly go with Yes, Duke. Thanks for calling me out, bud. No worries. I love you. Okay. Yeah, love well, the best way is like, you know, Duke was like, yeah, I'm going to really get him. And then he starts going off in these converse things. And then, oh, okay. No he's like, we're going <laughs> to raise money. And, 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 and it's, it's for charity. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Go tell him what you said about Chuck Taylor. He's uh, he's a good looking dude. (laughs) (laughs) Solid guy. He's very charming. I'm gonna do that every week. I'm gonna find a way to embarrass you during the interview. Please don't. (laughs) All right, let's uh, go and recap or and finish off the remaining headlines we have. Rapid fire, we go and here we go, guys. All about the base, and that is reference to the Thanksgiving Day games we have: Detroit against Chicago, Dallas against Washington, and then the nightcap: Saints and Falcons. Dive into that, boys. We're gonna do our picks. Uh, later, because we got a hot sauce bet on it. We'll, Mo will explain that when we get to that part of the segment. But the one thing I will say, Washington bringing in a new backup quarterback. Mark Sanchez! Tell me, Terry. I know I know you've been critical of Colin Kaepernick in the past, but tell me why, Matt, why citing Mark Sanchez was a better idea than citing Colin Kaepernick. Because you're, you don't but need... But fumble, bro! Uh, but fumble! <laughs> you don't need... The publicity because what's going to happen is is that they're trying to win a division where that's very reachable right now. You don't need every media outlet in the country coming in to talk to your backup quarterback about a you know backup quarterback of a team that's named after the color a of racial. <laughs> uh, I didn't think about that. Good. They're called the Caucasian. The also interesting, is. by the way, is Colin Kaepernick better than Mark Sanchez? Yes. Yes. It's not even close. I'm sorry. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, but Mark Sanchez is what it is. They are who we thought they were. He's a fucking backup quarterback. Okay, the, uh, the steel curtain over here. Who gives a shit about the backup? Quarterback. The, the iron curtain over here was oh, Colin Kaepernick. He's not. He's burning. garbage. He sucks. But so does Mark Sanchez. I mean, I mean, he just it, sucks less than Mark I mean, Sanchez in, does. In, in his last small sample size, he had the same stats as Jimmy Garoppolo, who signed for the big contract. No, but look yeah. at okay. And, and when you look, at, if, you gotta if you d- dive a little bit deeper into those numbers, please. And then t- come back to me and tell me that Garoppolo had the same team 
okay, that Kaepernick did at the but time. But hold on here, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here. We look at Colin Kaepernick, what he did for the Niners. One year. That's a sample. Okay, so you know what remember, his stats Remember, were? he beat A-Rod twice in the playoffs. I don't get, he, never, he was never on the field at the same time as A-Rod. So no, 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 but, but, no, no but, but he beat okay. A-Rod twice. But, so, no, so he you know beat what, the so Packers. You know what? So, you know what? so, so, so this, disregard, so <laughs> this, disregard Tom Brady <laughs> being paid to Manning then. So disregard the Manning-Brady record then. So you're, because, well, you're comparing. You're no, comparing. No, but, 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 but I'm just asking, right? Did he not beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers twice? He beat the Packers, yeah. Packers twice in the playoffs. Fine. Come back to me. And he was one throw away from beating the Ravens in the big one. But he didn't. He was one throw away. If my grandmother had testicles, she'd be my fucking grandfather. At the end of the day, <laughs> wait, wait. At the end of the day, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's my fucking. But you should be. Do fucking you realize that Colin Kaepernick was the trendsetter of what today's quarterback is? Now. I'm not saying what he did. he. Okay, so his first year, he's playing with house money. He never threw more than 21 touchdowns in a season. But it doesn't matter though that the offense wasn't predicated on him to throw exactly because the team was built to win. Jim no. Harbaugh's a good coach. They had they had an what, amazing defense. What was Harbaugh's offense though? Explain to me Harbaugh's offense. It's tight end heavy. It was it's tight end heavy. heavy. Yeah, it was run right. heavy. So they don't need to have Aaron Rodgers in the system though. I'm not talking and, about Aaron Rodgers. But I'm telling you, Colin Kaepernick fit the system well because he was able to. If he fit the system well, he would have done a lot football. better later on. Harbaugh was ahead of his time though at the NFL when it came to that so, spread system. So he had 21 touchdowns in 2013 and five uh, rushing touchdowns. Okay, when. And so 26 I'm, touchdowns. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't <laughs> do those touchdowns. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not, right, that's cool. what I'm saying. I'm saying it's it's to his it's to his benefit. I'm not I'm not knocking him for it. At the end of the day, he was a gimmicky quarterback that they figured out after his after his after his rookie year after his first year. They figured him out. He couldn't so read is, a defense. Is Pat Mahomes gimmick then? We don't know yet. But Pat Mahomes is has more talent in his fucking I don't know what movie I'm quoting, but it's in my head. More talent in his pinky. Okay, than Colin Kaepernick. Meet does. the fuckers. Meet the fuckers. Oh. Is it? It's not. It's not. <laughs> I was like, that's impressive. So no, no. But uh, while, I'm while I'm uh, while I'm on the mic, uh, Mark Sanchez, um, in seven years, he has 86 touchdowns yeah. and 86 interceptions. Yeah. And his completion percentage is 53.7. Okay, so no winner right there. But I'm not saying that Sanchez is better than Kaepernick. It's exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. All I'm saying right now about Kaepernick is that he's not good enough today to start in the NFL. He's not. He hasn't played in two years. Exactly. Of course not. If he comes out and says, because what he's doing right now wait, is, but, but, is but, more important. But what was more extensions last year? I don't care. But you don't care, but he didn't but play. No. play. It's your he, argument. He, no, no. He went against your argument, though. Finish. All right. So Mark Sanchez. We had on this topic Mark Sanchez didn't play. Mark Sanchez didn't play, but Mark Sanchez is a backup quarterback. If only there was a defining difference between the two guys. Well, they both made it to the Super Bowl. No, you never made no, it. No, Sanchez he lost. To, uh, he lost two AFC championships. Exactly. Fumble. Yeah, butt fumble. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Uh, Kaepernick ever butt fumble. Give me the. Give me one a more headline before you get to a Duke's uh, segment here. Before we go, uh, UCF are they going to be uh, playoff busters where they will ruin the dance here because no. they had the best quarterback in the state of Florida, who I think team. could be a first round pick in next year's. I'm talking about 2020 NFL draft. I think, think so too. I think so too. They have the best team in Florida right now, I think. They do. They do have they the best team in Florida FSU and it's fucking US. ridiculous that it's going to be two years in a row that they don't make it to the playoffs. The playoff committee is is garbage. It doesn't make sense. How you strength the schedule teams. though. That's the whole Strength the schedule, my balls. Like, fuck. I don't know what you have to do. We're also, they deciding, we're also deciding that certain teams are better. are better than others. Predetermined better Before than the others. Season. Yeah. yeah. And then during <laughs> the season, like you go back and like, hmm, well, we thought they were good, but they actually only won four but games. Why is Ohio State still considered to be in the top four when they've lost to Purdue, who have a losing, well, I think it was like five and five, or they have a losing record now? But Meanwhile, he, he, go ahead, Homer please. over here, UGA, 
only lost to a team in the top four. Yeah. In the top five. In the top five. Okay, That's cool. It. Cool story, bro. Michigan, they're at four. The only team they lost to was Notre Dame. Back in week one. Back in week one. They've been killing everybody since. But Ohio State is still somehow considered to be in the playoff ahead of them, even though they're still ranked well, six. Well, look at Ohio of. State's record so far. Who have they one. beaten so far? Nobody. TCU at the time was ranked number sixteen. At the time, that at means the time. nothing though. But but here's the thing though, right? That's why you're seeing these super mega, supersized Costco like divisions now because more and more schools realize we need to schedule tougher out of conference. Of course, yeah. Look right. at Alabama. What well, Notre Dame does that, right? Notre Dame, well, they're independent, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To, they right? have to. Look yeah. at Bama's schedule. Okay? They, yes. can e- they can so easily... Bama, Bama's, well, well, that's whatever. But okay. here, Let's in years past, though, <laughs> they took out USC. They took out Louisville this year. FSU two years Who's ago. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. So, and, uh, so Louisville a year after they, they no longer have their Lamar Jackson. They took out FSU. And they FSU, killed, who's they, not any good? Next. No, they took out Dondre Francois. They killed him, right? Well, yeah, no, FSU is just in FSU, that. In that not, they took, but, they took out, but the point is, though, they, schedule, this year. they may or may not if they win against Florida. But the point They're is, hot. though, Alabama is scheduling top programs in week one, week two of their schedule. And then the SEC alone is a deathbed of going through teams because every week. But every division is now because the conferences are so big. Yeah, but what, what makes the SEC so, so good? So why, why have it's rankings? A meat grinder. So why have rankings? Well, high rankings because you, you put the teams properly. But look, you're not I putting the teams UCF, properly. No, look, UCF, so UCF they, should have been well, right, in the no, no, right now, if UCF is in the so SEC, if UCF was I in apologize. the SEC right now, yeah. what's the record in the SEC? I don't know. We can't tell. It's hypothetical. But, but that's the thing, though, right? The the meat grinder that is the SEC is the toughest conference. If Georgia you goes undefeated, there's, there's no proof that what that's team, accurate. What conference has the most players in the NFL? The SEC. The ACC. But when it comes to first-round picks, though. Maybe a first-round pick is the SEC because of Bama, yeah. Because of Bama, because the, of, yeah. the SEC has, has the higher budget to pay these players. <laughs> <laughs> of course, so, of course. No, but I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying 100% more. I'm not disagreeing with you. All I'm saying is that why have rankings if you're just going to say, ah, you know what, Penn State's not as good as Iowa State. We think that as, as good as we think they are, so we're going to put Ohio State in there instead. UCF isn't as good as them, so we're going to put them and we're going to put Bama well, look, instead. I, look, UCF like, will be you, man. at the end of the day. UCF will be in a New Year's Day Bowl. They'll be in the New Year's Day. I bet. Okay, Duke. Uh-huh. I don't think so. Thursday, November 29th, Alabama at UCF. And that'll show us. But again, that's a huge game. Yeah, that's not that's going to be close. That's where UCF makes their money. If they're able, but UCF can win that game. I mean, it's Look tough. at Citadel. They were tied with Bama at halftime. You think if UCF is tied at halftime, they don't win that game? We don't know. I mean, it's tough because Alabama has a quarterback for the first uh, time ever. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Just a correction. Uh, that was college basketball. Yes, that's right. I was like, wait a second. I was <laughs> going to say, when are they? I think that's right. Disregarded <laughs> that. Fuck, Rob would be pissed at you. Yeah, of course. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's now time for Duke's segment. Just don't fuck this one up, Duke. So maybe we can explain a little bit. So e- yes, predictions. Graf- predictions in sports are stupid. None of us know what's actually going to happen. Any at any moment, a player can be hurt. A coach can make a bad decision. A ball can be dropped. <laughs> What we're doing instead is we're picking at random, sometimes in sports we care about, sometimes in sports we've never seen. Either way, we're putting our intestines, our stomachs, and our anuses on the line. Anuses, eh? Because the worst of picks each week will have to come here the next week and drink hot sauce in front of our viewers. That's no problem. Or what hot sauce, though? Sriracha. To be determined. Hopefully by a sponsor. All right. All right, here um, we go. So, guys, just to clarify, what we're going to do next week is, is, uh, is a little thing I call... Uh, no, no, it's. I understand. No, I know. I know we explained it, but I, I, what I wanted to explain was the actual hot sauce itself. Okay. Uh, so what I call, I call this. Um, it's. I have. I don't even. I don't even have a name yet. Actually, awesome. we're cool. gonna come you up with it later. Don't, it's a great but it's. It's an jalapeno that we 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 cut in half and we fill with hot sauce. So the jalapeno itself is the cup. Great story. Let's move on to the picks. Two peppers, okay. one cup. 
Yeah. Two peppers, one cup. That's what we're going to call from now on. Two peppers, All right. one cup. Here we go. Okay. Game one. Bears at Lions. Bears are minus two and a half. So what are we picking? Are we doing spreads? That's We're not picking straight. He's just giving us the spread. Are we going to pick the spread? Yep. Okay, cool. Fuck it. So... Bears are favored by two and a half points. Bears are favored by two and a half points. Oh, wait. And they are at Lions, and Mitchell Trubisky may not play. And also, is it Mitchell or playing. Mitch? It's Mitchell. 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 He's not Whenever playing. Whenever it's a Mitch, it's a Doubtful. Mitchell. It's, it's not. He's doubtful. Doubtful. Okay. So, I make the pick? Yes, sir. Give me the Bears. Give me the Lions. I'll take the Bears defense over that garbage Lions offense any day of the week. All right. Game two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Very effective. Do you want to know my pick? No. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never been less interested in anything than your pick. Okay. Game two. We got Redskins at Cowboys minus seven. It's the Washington football team against the Cowboys. And Our Cowboys are favored team. by seven and a half points. Seven. Seven. Cowboys are favored by seven, yeah. Give me the Cowboys. I so want to go with Colt. Because last time he just demolished <laughs> the Cowboys. Uh, Colt has Monday a great football. record against against the uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah Monday he really football. Does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that game. Yeah. Cowboys. I don't. Was like a game? Cowboys. Ugh. Yeah, I think Cowboys too. At home against the team that's playing. Oh, uh, we all playing know a backup quarterback. I want you to post all the trash talk I'm gonna send you tomorrow during this game. Okay, cool. Nonstop. No problem. Do you guys want to know my pick? No. Okay. No. Never. Game what three. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your pick? I don't care. We don't really care. care. <laughs> game three we got, and this is the, 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 the night game, if I'm correct. Yes, it is the night game. It is Falcons <laughs> at Saints minus 12 and a half. The night game. Falcons at Saints, Saints at 12 and, 12 and a half. The Saints could be favored by four. No, the Falcons points. are favorite. Oh, no. no, Saints the Falcons are, are not I know they're fucking. <laughs> There's nobody left on that Falcons <laughs> defense. I think Terry and I can play safety right now because we do just as terrible a job. So give me the Saints. Saints. You cannot. You cannot play uh, Saints. Saints. Uh, you guys want to know my prediction? No. Well, I, had make, I, here's a good I had to make a pick yet, man. Here's a good question for you. Can in, in the in the hole on a run play, is PZ more likely to tackle Alvin Kamara or Mike Ingram? Oh, neither. Neither. I think I, Again, think I will just pay someone to do it. <laughs> I'll pay Matt Chinetti the, beauty the, mo- the beauty of money. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Uh, Terry? I'm going to take the Saints, yeah. Actually, no. Right. With, the, with the spread, I'm going to take Falcons. Division game. You never know. What do you have? You have PZ tackling Kamara or Ingram? Uh, I'll say... I have him tackling Ingram. I think Ingram, yeah, because I think Kamara's just going to bounce right by him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a chance. Wait, Ingram, Ingram, Ingram's going to one run over me and me trip on me. No, but you can just hold his foot until he gets yeah, tired. Exactly. Yeah. Ty is the other. <laughs> All right, Duke, here we go. Wait. That's it? That's, three that's, games. that's it. Three games. Three All right, games. Man. Very well, then. What okay. about Ohio State-Michigan? Let's get our picks on that. What do you think, Mo? I think Michigan beats them. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think it's the end of Urban Meyer. It's not Meyer. interesting because we all have the same pick. Yeah, it's <laughs> I think Urban Meyer's done after this season. Yeah. Uh, too much controversy. I mean, I he's don't know. Done. Yeah, he's I think done. so. He's it a good recruiter, like but I don't know what's going to happen. He'll go to another team. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll Ohio State losing to the free, uh, they did they lose? No, they went to overtime against uh, Maryland. Maryland. He's yeah, going to go yeah. back to the same state where he started his career. Ohio and coach the Cleveland Browns. He will be NFL bound before college. Yes, dude. Hey, Mo, I was thinking of a segment, actually. I was thinking of uh, something called Baby Get Me Back, and it's all every week I want to bring up uh, a really terrible memory about the Raiders that we've had in the past, like, 20 years. Yeah, but there's and so And I want to bring up something just to get you back on the bandwagon, but... No, no. When Mac left... Yo, we were left. at a game when one such memory occurred. Yeah, uh, it was a 65-yard field goal by Janikowski, which was missed because uh, Lane Kiffin was trying to uh, tell Al Davis to shove it. Yeah, so it was the last game for Lane Kiffin as the head coach. And exactly. now he's at FAU. They call it the real U in, in South Florida, not the Miami Hurricanes. All right, gents. 
Is that it? Can't spell Boca without the U. Is that it? Is that all? Yeah. That's it? That's all? We have no more picks from you? No. No more. Perfect, (laughs) man. All right. So, big thank you to uh, Matthew Shannon of TSN, who is in Edmonton for Great Cup Week. I can tell you one thing, guys, before we go off here. Great Cup Week is a wild party. Those I've heard those people can party. I've heard. Did yeah. you guys make your picks yet? Yeah, we made our picks. What? I think I think Calgary's gonna win. I think Calgary's gonna win just because Trevor Harris hasn't hasn't really played well against Calgary all year. So we'll see what happens to that. But I just think Calgary's gonna win. Yeah, I don't like the turnover uh, differential for the Red Blacks at all. So I'm gonna go with Calgary as well. There you go. I feel like Calgary's gonna win, but I feel like they're gonna lose. Beautiful. Classic Mo slash Tony Dungy pick. <laughs> Tony Dungy pick. The whole team wins. Win. Everybody goes eight and eight. Give me Calgary to win this game. So big thank you to Matthew Shinetti of TSM for joining us and uh, his insights on the best Great Cup party story there was ever. Uh, Duke, as always, a pleasure. You got it, bud. Eagle, nice job screaming and clawing your way through. <laughs> Terry, peace, as always, a pleasure. And without further ado, we wish you a good evening from here, a good night or good morning or wherever you're watching this as you will commute your way to work and come home from work. Oh, my and God. Longest sign up all time. <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to do. Shut up! I'm trying to Shut up! This. I'm trying to elongate. <laughs> and as I continue on, whether you're driving or commuting or biking or even rollerblading or even walking. <laughs> skateboarding. Don't forget skateboarding. skateboarding. You like the Shakespeare don't forget, don't forget those old people that have those walkers, too. Yes, walkers yeah. or even the uh, airboards now. Yeah, if you can do that. Airboard? Or even when you're working out. You, it, we can work out as well. Aerobics. Doing your homework. Pilates. Everything. Pilates. We hope you enjoy the show. I just thought it was Pilates when I first read it. Follow us on Facebook, Hot Sauce Sports, on Twitter, at Hot Sauce, and all our Twitter as well. Terry Tam, PZFPF, Mocha19. And if you're watching this while you're cooking (laughs) or making breakfast, (laughs) we hope you enjoy the hot sauce and put on your food. Bye for now. Tacos. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.